Chapter Forty of Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume One, by Pu Songling, translated by Herbert Allen Giles. Chapter Forty, The Flower Nymphs. At the lower temple on Mount Lao, the camellias are twenty feet in height and many spans in circumference. The peonies are more than ten feet high, and when the flowers are in bloom, the effect is that of gorgeous tapestry. There was a Mr. Huang of Chiaozhou, who built himself a house at that spot for the purposes of study, and one day he saw from his window a young lady dressed in white wandering about amongst the flowers. Reflecting that she could not possibly belong to the monastery, he went out to meet her, but she had already disappeared. After this, he frequently observed her, and once hid himself in a thick foliaged bush, waiting for her to come. By and by she appeared, bringing with her another young lady dressed in red, who, as he noticed from his distant point of observation, was an exceedingly good-looking girl. When they approached nearer, the young lady in the red dress ran back, saying, There's a man here. Whereupon Mr. Huang jumped out upon them, and away they went in a scare, with their skirts and long sleeves fluttering in the breeze and perfuming the air around. Huang pursued them as far as a low wall, where they suddenly vanished from his gaze. In great distress at thus losing the fair creatures, he took a pencil and wrote upon a tree the following lines. The pangs of love my heart enthrall, as I stand opposite this wall. I dread some hateful tyrant's power, with none to save you in that hour. Returning home, he was absorbed in his own thoughts, when all at once the young lady walked in, and he rose up joyfully to meet her. I thought you were brigand, said his visitor, smiling. You nearly frightened me to death. I did not know you were a great scholar whose acquaintance I now hope to have the honor of making. Mr. Huang asked the young lady her name, etc., to which she replied, My name is Xiang Yu, and I belong to Ping Kang Xiang, but a magician has condemned me to remain on this hill much against my own inclination. Tell me his name, cried Huang, and I'll soon set you free. There is no need for that, answered the young lady. I suffer no injury from him and the place is not an inconvenient one for making the acquaintance of such worthy gentlemen as yourself. Huang then inquired who was the young lady in red, and she told him that her name was Jiang Xue, and that they were half-sisters. And now, added she, I will sing you a song, but please don't laugh at me. She then began as follows. In pleasant company the hours fly fast, and through the window daybreak peeps at last. Ah! Would that, like the swallow and his mate, to live together were our happy fate. Huang here grasped her hand and said, Beauty without and intellect within, enough to make a man love you and forget all about death, regarding one day's absence like the separation of a thousand years. I pray you come again whenever an opportunity may present itself. From this time, the young lady would frequently walk in to have a chat, but would never bring her sister with her in spite of all Mr. Huang's entreaties. Huang thought they weren't friends, but Xiang said, 
her sister did not care for society in the same way that she herself did promising at the same time to try and persuade her to come at some future day one evening xiang yu arrived in a melancholy frame of mind and told huang that he was wanting more when he couldn't even keep what he had got for to-morrow said she we part huang asked what she meant and then wiping away her tears with her sleeve xiang yu declared it was destiny and that she couldn't well tell him your former prophecy continued she has come too true and now it may be well be said of me fallen into the tyrant's power with none to save me in that hour huang again tried to question her but she would tell him nothing and by and by she rose and took her leave this seemed very strange however next day a visitor came who after wandering around the garden was much taken with a white peony which he dug up and carried away with him huang now awaked to the fact that xiang yu was a flower nymph and became very disconsolate in consequence of what had happened but when he subsequently heard that the peony only lived a few days after being taken away he wept bitterly and composed an elegy in fifty stanzas besides going daily to the hole from which it had been taken and watering the ground with his tears one day as he was returning thence he espied the young lady of the red clothes also wiping away her tears alongside the hole and immediately walked back gently towards her she did not run away and huang grasping her sleeve joined with her in her lamentations when these were concluded he invited her to his house and then she burst out with a sigh saying alas that the sister of my early years should be thus suddenly taken from me hearing you sir mourn as you did i have also been moved to tears those you shed have sunk deep to the realms below and may perhaps succeed in restoring her to us but the sympathies of the dead are destroyed for ever and how then can she laugh and talk with us again my luck is bad said huang that i should injure those i love neither can i have the good fortune to draw towards me another such a beauty but tell me when i often sent messages by xiang yu to you why did you not come i knew replied she what nine young fellows out of ten are but i did not know what you were she then took leave huang telling her how dull he felt without xiang yu and begging her to come again for some days she did not appear and huang remained in a state of great melancholy tossing and turning on his bed and wetting the pillow with his tears until one night he got up put on his clothes and trimmed the lamp and having called for pen and ink he composed the following lines on my cottage roof the evening raindrops beat i draw the blind and near the window take my seat to my longing gaze no loved one appears drip 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 fast flow my tears this he read aloud and when he had finished a voice outside said you want someone to cap your verses there listening attentively he knew it was jiang xue and opening the door he let her in she looked at the stanza and added impromptu she is no longer in the room a single lamp relieves the gloom one solitary man is there he and his shadow make a pair as huang read these words his tears fell fast and then turning to jiang xue he upbraided her for not having been to see him i can't come so often as xiang yu did replied she but only now and then when you're very dull after this she used to drop in occasionally 
and huang said xiang yu was his beloved wife and she his dear friend always trying to find out every time she came which flower in the garden she was that he might bring her home with him and save her from the fate of xiang yu the old earth should not be disturbed said she and it would not do any good to tell you if you couldn't keep your wife always with you how will you be sure of keeping a friend huang however paid no heed to this and seizing her arm led her out into the garden where he stopped at every peony and asked if this was the one to which jiang xue made no reply but only put her hand to her mouth and laughed at new year's time huang went home and a couple of months afterwards he dreamt that jiang xue came to tell him she was in great trouble begging him to hurry off as soon as possible to her rescue when he woke up he thought his dream a very strange one and ordering his servant and horses to be ready started at once for the hills there he found that the priests were about to build a new room and finding a camellia in the way the contractor had given orders that it should be cut down huang now understood his dream and immediately took steps to prevent the destruction of the flower that night jiang xue came to thank him and huang laughed and said it serves you right for not telling me which you were now i know you and if you don't come and see me i'll get a firebrand and make it hot for you that's just why i didn't tell you before replied she the presence of my dear friend said huang after a pause makes me think more of my lost wife it is long since i had mourned for her shall we go and bemoan her loss together so they went off and shed many a tear on the spot where formerly xiang yu had stood until at last jiang xue wiped her eyes and said it was time to go a few evenings later huang was sitting alone when suddenly jiang xue entered her face radiant with smiles good news cried she the flower god moved by your tears has granted xiang yu a return to life huang was overjoyed and asked when she would come to which jiang xue replied that she could not say for certain but it would not be long i came here on your account said huang don't let me duller than you can help all right answered she and then went away not returning for the next two evenings huang then went into the garden and threw his arms around her plant entreating her to come and see him though without eliciting any response he accordingly went back and began twisting up a torch when all at once in she came and snatching the torch out of his hand threw it away saying you're a bad fellow and i don't like you and i shan't have any more to do with you however huang soon succeeded in pacifying her and by and by in walked xiang yu herself huang now wept tears of joy as he seized her hand and drawing jiang xue towards them the three friends mingled their tears together they then sat down and talked over the miseries of separation huang meanwhile noticing that xiang yu seemed to be unsubstantial and that when he grasped her hand his fingers seemed to close only on themselves and not as in the days gone by this xiang yu explained saying when i was a flower nymph i had a body but now i am only the disembodied spirit of that flower do not regard me as a reality but rather as an apparition seen in a dream you have come at the nick of time cried jiang xue your husband there was just getting troublesome xiang yu now instructed huang to take a little powdered white berry and mix in it with some sulphur to pour out a libation to her adding this day next year i will return your kindness the young ladies then went away and next day huang observed the shoots of a young peony 
grown up where Xiang Yu had once stood. So he made the libation as she had told him, and had the plant very carefully tended, even building a fence all around it to protect it. Xiang Yu came to thank him for this, and he proposed that the plant should be removed to his own home, but to this she would not agree. For, said she, I am not very strong, and could not stand being transplanted. Besides, all things have their appointed place, and as I was not originally intended for your home, it might shorten my life to be sent there. We can love each other very well here. Huang then asked why Jiang Xue did not come, to which Xiang Yu replied that it must make her, and proceeded with him into the garden, where, after picking a blade of grass, she measured upwards from the roots of Jiang Xue's plant to a distance of four feet six inches, at which point she stopped, and Huang began to scratch a mark on the place with his nails. At that moment, Jiang Xue came from behind a plant, and in mock anger cried out, you hussy you what do you aid that wretch for don't be angry my dear said xiang yu help me to amuse him for a year only and then you shan't be bothered any more so they went on huang watching the plant thrive until by the spring it was over two feet in height he then went home giving the priests a handsome present and bidding them to take great care of it next year in the fourth moon he returned and found upon the plant a bud just ready to break and as he was walking round the stem shook violently as if it would snap and suddenly the bud opened into a flower as large as a plate disclosing a beautiful maiden within sitting upon one of the pistils and only a few inches in height in the twinkling of an eye she had jumped out and lo it was xiang yu through the wind and the rain i have waited for you cried she why have you come so late they then went into the house where they found Jiang Xue already arrived, and sat down to enjoy themselves as they had done in former times. Shortly afterwards, Huang's wife died, and he took up his abode at Mount Lao for good and all. The peonies were at that time as large round as one's arm, and whenever Huang went to look at them, he always said, Some day my spirit will be there by your side, to which the two girls used to reply with a laugh, and say, Mind you, don't forget. Ten years after these events, Huang became dangerously ill, and his son, who had come to see him, was very much distressed about him. I am about to be born, cried his father. I am not going to die. Why do you weep? He also told the priest that if later on they should see a red shoot with five leaves thrust in itself forth alongside a peony, that would be himself. This was all he said, and his son proceeded to convey him home, where he died immediately on arrival next year a shoot did come up exactly as he had mentioned and the priest struck by the coincidence watered it and supplied it with earth in three years it was a tall plant and a good span in circumference but without flowers when the old priest died the others took no care of it and as it did not flower they cut it down the white peony then faded and died and before long the camellia was dead too end of chapter forty Recording by Lian.